And Cena looking for that attitude adjustment. the better of the rock last week on raw and the rock came for retribution it's no disqualification and this is cena thanks to a rock bottom i think the rock may have cost john cena the wwe championship john cena the rock respects you knows what you've done but it doesn't change the fact that The Rock just doesn't like you. Listen, we've both said the time for talk is over. You are the people's champ. Listen to the people. They want a match. The Rock says we make history. The Rock says we do something that's never been done before. WrestleMania 28, John Cena versus The Rock. Now what The Rock is cooking... The Rock says, 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 Know your damn role. everyone and welcome to the new series from the makers of shite it's muck episode one once in a lifetime twice in a month of sundays the rock versus john cedar hello everyone i'm i'm andrew ogden and join us once again my tag team partner for the first episode of Muck. It is the one and only Mucky Matty Edwards. Hello, Matty. <laughs> is, is that my new nickname and for this series? Is that what we're going with? I don't mind that. Mucky Matty. It's all right, that one. <laughs> How are you doing, Matt? All right. I'm all right, mate. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing all right. Just uh, you know, waiting to dissect the uh, big match John versus Dwayne, you know, see if it was a... Uh, if it really does deserve to be in this um, new series, Andy, do you know what I mean? It's like, does it really deserve to be? And classed as muck, we shall find out. So, so um, the premise of this, of this series is very similar to Shy. Well, spoiler, good format. As uh, we look at, you know, very questionable things in wrestling. Were they really that bad? Or, to be honest, looking back on them, were they actually pretty good? Yep. That's, That's what, what we're here for, and to solve solve the problems, solve the mysteries, mate. We're like a detective duo as well as uh, covering the business, mate. De- who's Dempsey and who's mate, piece? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, The Rock versus John Cena, um, one of the biggest, um, you know, feuds in history, built over probably about two and a half, three years. Um, well, that, that's what the, the first match and isn't it? You're like we're, we're going to go go over that, of course. But it was announced a month, uh, sorry, a month, a year out, and that was never been done done before or since. So I thought that was a good way of actually because Rock obviously turns up as the host of 
29, is it? Where it's uh, um, sorry, 27, 27, and it's Miz v Cena, and he's the host, and he gets involved. And the next night is where they announce the main event for the next year's WrestleMania. And a bold move, but pretty, you know, groundbreaking, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, w- one thing before before we get into just quickly Mania 27, I just wanted to point out, and uh, one thing we will do on this series about cage match ratings. So oh, okay. So the like the three main matches involving Cena and The Rock, which is a tag match at Survivor Series against Awesome Truth, and the two WrestleMania matches. So match uh, the the tag match gets I think five point three four out of ten. Uh, match number one, which is uh, the WrestleMania twenty eight match, is seven point seven five out of ten yeah. on cage match, and the final. The final hurrah is 5.51 out of yeah. 10. So, very fluctuating uh, numbers, but um, we'll get into them in a moment. So, as you mentioned, WrestleMania 27, where The Miz uh, was facing John Cena. This was the one where The Miz was like, um, the promo where he was sat in front of like TV screens, weren't Naz, it? hate me now. Puff hate Daddy me and Naz, now, hate yeah. me now. And the inflatable... I'm awesome, isn't it? And he pushes through when he comes out. Great entrance for the uh, for Mike, like to be fair to him. <laughs> well, he's actually a main eventer. Would this who's it still have been around? Alex Riley. Oh, hey, right. What a theme though, Andy. Say it to my face. What a tune. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should said that. I see it's funny we, we talk about that because that that theme always does the rounds on Twitter, and I seen someone post yesterday. It's like Alex Riley had the hottest banger of a feed tune for no reason, but he did. What a tune it was like. It was so good. So um, at that WrestleMania, The Rock was the uh, the guest host. Uh, it, yeah. it was a general thing in WrestleMania. You know, the last maybe 10, 15 years, he started doing guest hosts of, of the show, and The Rock yeah. was the one. But th- I think the seeds were being planted, like with The Miz and Cena. Yeah. Yeah, they've they, they done stuff on TV, didn't they? Remember when The Miz dressed up as The Rock when he put, like, the, the, the bald skull cap on yeah. him like that? So it was like, you know, you had little angles there. And I think the week before WrestleMania, Cena, it's The Rock with an AA. So obviously that plays into the match of Rock getting his revenge and stuff. But, yeah, it was, as I say, and at the time, I was like, it was The Rock coming back to WWE after all this time. And it was just, it was good to see. Yeah, um, so as, as things went on, we we get to Survivor Series 2011. So at this time, uh, The Miz is tagging with R-Truth, which watching watching this back, it's just weird seeing this version of R-Truth because now he's more known as just the bloody village idiot, isn't he? Yeah, it's uh, awesome truth. It's one of them, and it's like, oh, I liked him at the time I did because... You know, they could, they could have fed me anything, Andy, and I was going to eat it. You know, I'm WWE through and through, as you know. And it's like, I liked it, but then stepping out now as an adult, older adult even, it's like, there's a lot of this in wrestling. It's like, it's good what they're doing, like pushing up, pushing it. It's just the wrong characters to do it with. Do you know what yeah. I mean? If it was any other two people, it's like, awesome truth for like, hijacking matches getting arrested it's like no it, it just doesn't fit that like these would be the guys the hard knock heels especially the Miz R-Truth could pull it off and he was he was a good heel before as you say he started being all village idiot but Miz 
I never fucking seriously is that like when he tried to be hard, he tried to have that edge. It was like, no, I can never ever take him serious. I, th- I think the only time he really showed edge was that, um, off talking smack, weren't it? Like, when it was literally real. <laughs> when it was literally yeah. real, yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah. It, even when he was main event in WrestleMania 27, I don't think anyone took him seriously enough as a as a main eventer, thinking, "Oh God, that's that's probably one of the worst." I think the discourse at the time probably thinking one of the worst main events you could have. But it was it got worse though. And do you remember the uh, the rematches? I think there's one, the I Quit match. I think it's over the limit eleven. Yeah, and it's like it's it's embarrassing. It's like the Miz is as he meant to be this big heel. And like seeing it, if it, don't get me wrong, it's basically an handicap match of off my memory here. And like they do seeing it in, and like they're literally torturing him near enough. It's getting on torture, and Cena's not giving in. And then Cena just locks like an STF in with something, and Miz taps straight away. And it's like all that. And I know you, but you're meant to be taken seriously. And it was not good at all, like really bad stuff. And and to be honest, the STF that Cena does doesn't look like the most painful move to be sat in, does it? I give you a cuddle and he's like hugging you in a way, <laughs> hugging your chin. He's not trying to choke you out. <laughs> you make you make sure you know how to shade that way to use your, <laughs> use your chin to get out. I mean, it. Like, ah, yeah. <laughs> um, b- before we actually get into the tag match, um, the, the the Rock and John Cena. What what are your overriding opinions of them as wrestlers, characters? Uh, uh, are you more of a rock guy than definitely a Cena guy? I think you are, aren't you? Oh, yeah, all day long. And I, while I was never a rock guy, even like at any point, he was never my guy. It's the rock, isn't it? Who doesn't who doesn't like him or who's not liked them at one point in yeah. the fandom? Do you know what I mean? And a big shout out to obviously your good friend and my friend, uh, Ben Corrigan. Like, I was. Loved it when he revealed that he's his favorite wrestler of all time. And I yeah. actually fucking love that because, in a way, it's like. Why isn't he more people's favorite wrestler at the same time? It's just like a you know, Ben looked at me as like as if but it's like not many people say that, you know, especially in our bubble and in our like uh IWC, if you will, Andy. You know, not many people say the rock, and it was just refreshing and great to hear. You know, it's great stuff. But, but the rock, I'd say, like, I think I think I said this on one of our latest grapple recordings. It's like he's like the David Beckham of wrestling, it's like you, you you think of him as the star first, then he's like, and then as actual profession, you go, but he was fucking good as well. Do you know what I mean? Like Beckham gets underrated for me because how big of a star he was in life. And the same with Rocky, he, he, his wrestling brain when he's on, he's just, I'm one of the few all-rounders in wrestling that are good at everything as well for me. So, but seeing on the other hand, Andy, never liked him. Fucking couldn't <laughs> stand him. Especially like Jordan that, 2010, 11, 12, 13, yeah. up until like even as late as like just before he left the AJ stuff and all that. It's like every time he was there, I wanted them to lose so bad. <laughs> like I was genuinely hating it when he was winning. It was like never ever been a Cena guy, the most overrated like fucking wrestler of all time. Now, because he's won the IWC, I don't know if it's ironically like on love, but how can you like he's not good at all? <laughs> he's so shit. <laughs> I, what, about I, yourself? what about yourself? Yeah, so with, with The Rock, um, just as you were talking, I was thinking his first couple of years in the in, in WWE, WWF, was probably nailing his character down. 
And then yeah. 2000 to 2002, three was like the work rate matches. Yeah. Would you would you would you agree with that? Yeah, as you say, but that's that was the era where you had to you know, like as it's the nation's the prime example of it. Like Farouk, obviously, is the leader, but Rock stole every bit of TV time, bit of interview promo time, angle time. The Rock made sure he was the one you talked about when you watch them angles and stuff. So it's like he got it down to it, especially in that era. All that era was attitude era and is, you know, interacting with the crowd, getting them catchphrases. And no wonder he, he got catapulted to the top during that. And as you say, he did learn his craft. He was always in there with like, you know, people say what you want about him, but he was in there with like your Triple H's, like, you know, Kurt and, and like the, the yeah, Kurt Angle and stuff like that. So he was in there, like he had to step up. And I remember even like, Ben Warren, that you know, he's in there with everyone, Jericho, Eddie at the time. He was working with them all, and then obviously, you got your big matches with Steve and such. But he, he was in there and he, he was very, very good in the ring. The Rock, yeah. Um, what one thing, one memory of The Rock is like, you know, the first VHS they brought out of his, I think it was like, no, it might be Know Your Role, Know Your Role, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the what the black casing one fucking hammered that VHS, yeah. such a funny. Like the promos were really, especially when we were 12 years of age and we were 12, 13. It was like the funniest, greatest thing we'd ever seen in life. Fuck real life comedians, you know. We've got the rock here. Yeah. You know, it's just it's brilliant times, mate. Um, we we seen uh, um it, I think it's an easy thing to say, like, but mid to mid two thousand, mid to late two thousands, you wanted to see him lose. It was like uh, comparing it to Phil Taylor on the darts, he'd <laughs> fucking win every time, and you couldn't wait for him to get his comeuppance. Yeah. Even though he was like the big baby face. Well, I won't. I won't really say Phil well, Taylor was a baby to be. face. Meant Cena, to be. Cena was obviously, obviously his character is portrayed as a baby. He's the most cleaner than clean baby face you can get. But in every arena, he was fucking hated, wasn't he? <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it was just a strange dynamic with Cena. And, you know, I'll always, always come back to the fact of like, you know, I like to see, you know, I, I like to see him do well, though, you know, afterwards and stuff. Because as I always say, I hate just to see wrestlers like, how many yeah. stories did you hear and of like them dying and, or skins or whatever. And I like to see them do well. So I'll always stick up for him nowadays when he does his acting. And like, maybe I might not like his films, but I'll be like, Come on, I hope he does well because he's one of our guys. He's a wrestler. Do you know? Do you get what I mean by that? Yeah, um, I would say as well matches of his. It, I think very similar trajectory to The Rock. That's a big word, trajectory. Uh, you pronounced it well, better than I, I ever could. I have. Um, so I would say the latter part of his career. Not his, you know, when he started going into like Hollywood and he just turn up every yeah. once in a while and have a you know, a fun 10-minute fuck around. Yeah. He, you know what? He had some really good matches. I know the Umaga one, the AJ Styles matches. There's a... Kevin think, Owens, they're good. Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens yeah. Good. Um, I think he's someone now you probably look back on is that mid-2000s stuff with Edge and... Or, oh, and, maybe. Awesome. And, yeah. and you know, you think, you know what? He was actually pretty all right. He... <laughs> He's just one for me, and I don't think I'll ever fully come round to seeing it in wrestling, in the ring. I always just find them, and I get the way he takes moves, like he lands on his ass for spears, he's trying to prolong his career and stuff like that. 
but it still looks shit. So I can't get me, I can't get past that. But obviously, you know, the amount of matches he's had, he's obviously going to have good ones, the people he's in the bin. And the Umaga match, you know, given that is is one of the best matches of Mm. the 2000s. Like, and the Edge stuff as well. I love that, that... 2006 feud. I absolutely love that. Like, so he'll, he'll always have, he'll always have some good matches. Of course he will. Um, as well. Um, yeah, I would say the movie careers of sort of, you know, John Cena over the last couple of years has got mu- much, much bigger. You know, he's, he's starting to be used more on the talk shows over here. And would you, you know, say though, and would you say, and I'm not fully up to date with every film he's done. Yeah. Would you say he's not a leading man? Though now we're in the big time. He's in the big time films now. Yeah, but he's not your leading guy, is he? Like the he's Rock a was. Bit, he's a he's bit part, but that's how you've got to get in there. Because as I say, there's a difference between doing like straight to DVD or like these are big time films getting released, aren't they? In the in the cinemas now that are, that he's been in. So yeah, is he so that Argyle? Is it Argyle? Argyle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Argyle Barbie. Um, he yeah. took for, for me. He's he's sort of tight cast himself as you know that sort of dumb jock role. Yes. It's probably he's, he seems to be playing himself um, yeah, exactly. in, in a lot of films, very similar to Owen Wilson back in oh, the day. He's the original film. playing himself, Andy, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> and we've never spoken about that. And honestly, I, I have him down for that where you just play yourself to just know, like, he could literally wake up and on a fucking seven month bender because he and he could literally just act because he's himself it's like but but, but then, then again matty that the rock um you know in 80 80 90% of his movies yeah the same playing time, the rock, right? he, he's the he, rock don't, he? he don't change from say jungle cruise jumanji fucking whatever other films he just does not change his, his <laughs> at, at least you can say for say Dave Batista He's yeah. got a wide range of, but he's just the one. He's mixed it up. He's definitely mixed it up. He, he hasn't typecast himself at all, and that's what he always said. But he's to be fair, didn't he? he? Wants to try different roles, different films, different challenges. But yeah, you're right with the Rockies. When you watch, it's like, oh look, there's the Rock on a cruise ship. Oh look, the Rock's on the beach now in Baywatch. It's the Rock, isn't it? It's not like whatever yeah. character he's playing. It's the Rock. Yeah, plus, plus as well with. Um... Then with them free, especially, you can actually talk to people in the office, mention their name, and you don't have to talk about wrestling one bit. Yes, definitely. That just 100%. shows how big stars they are. Well, especially um, all three of them have become. Yep, I totally agree. So anyway, the tag match at Survivor Series. We're actually get, get, let's get, get back to the wrestling now. Get back to the <laughs> we're, wrestling. We're not in the office now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, this is our truth. In uh, little G- little Jimmy was becoming a thing here, like yeah. his invisible friend that he talked to. Um, he, he replaces what's up with you suck. Yeah, which you know, good little talk. But and awesome truth though, like our truth. Yeah, good rapper. The Miz starts rapping when, when, when they come out with awesome truth. It's like Mike just Mike put the mic down, mate. You know what I mean? No rhythm, has he? Absolutely no, no rhythm. Not at all. Um, so th- this appearance by The Rock with a goatee, and yes. the um he, he has his new catchphrase, boots to asses. 
Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> He's not soft, Brigid. Every time he come back and new catchphrase, which means a new T-shirt, which means a new hashtag. He was big on the Twitter back and back then as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Really much so. So, you know, fair play. You, you put a bit of a put a bit of effort in. What What do you think of this look with the rock and the goatee? I don't think it works. He looks a bit washed. Yeah, it it was definitely for Fast Five. If, if I'm not mistaken, it was around yeah. that time. And uh, and he's humongous. I know he's always humongous, but he's genuinely gigantic around this time. But yeah, and you know what? It doesn't it doesn't bother me as much and the goatee, but I can see what you mean and coming across a bit like a bit washed up on that, even though he's probably how old? 37, so he's about my age. <laughs> well, well, we'll get into the ages in, in, in a bit. It would be um, an episode of this uh, network with an hand without the age game, mate. We've made that a thing, you know, across a, a few platforms, you know. <laughs> um, so the, the, this this tag match, so well, we were ready to find out what The Rock was going to look like in the wrestling ring after he'd been off since, I think, 2004, which yeah. would have been the uh, the three on two match at WrestleMania Evolution, Evolution yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which he saw. I think he he says he didn't really want to go out on that note. Yeah. Well, Rock looks bad in that with his goatee and his and his head of hair. He looks worse in that one than he does in here. And he's about sixty pound lighter than that one. So yeah, he looks better than this one for sure. And um, so uh, it starts a match off with three arm drags and a Lamistral cradle, and the yeah. fucking crowd went wild. I thought, bloody hell, the rocks, the rocks pulled out some moves here. But as we get along to his other matches, he does the same fucking thing <laughs> in every match. <laughs> MSG, though, Andy, I haven't mentioned it's MSG, isn't it? This is Madison Square Garden, 15 years as well since he made his debut there at Survivor yeah. Series. So I like all the little tie-ins that uh, and the callbacks there with that. And as you say, the fans are going ballistic. You've still got a chance, isn't it? Stayed away for them and making them feel back at home. And you know what? As you say, in this first match, he's putting the work in, isn't he? I think, I think as well with this show, this, was, this might have been the last... WWE pay-per-view I'd bought on DVD physical. Was it, yeah? Yeah. I only bought it because it was a, a proper big show. I don't think I watched it on actual on actual telly. What the hell? Have you still got it? No, it's, it's been sold on eBay about <laughs> 10 eBay years job. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, with, with the story of this match, I would say... The Miz and R-Truth, you knew that they didn't stand a chance of winning this, but felt like the perfect foils to have here, you know, could take the loss and just, you know, carry on with their life. Me, more chance on the me and you winning the Grand National running <laughs> against the horses. In the, you know, but, they don't, but you know what? They already telegraphed it. That was like, I think Cena, did Cena, no, he didn't beat them, but I remember the discourse at the time was, like, they beat Cena in a handicap match, if I'm mistaken. Then he got Zach Ryder in as his partner in Liverpool, yeah. of all shows. I went to that one all right. on Raw. And they beat him then. It was like, oh, well, he's beat Cena and, and Zach Ryder. He, 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 Cena needs someone else, someone bigger. And that's where he called The Rock. But it's like, Cena got the upper hand in physical fights all the time against them. But in the actual match, he didn't. It was just a weird way to build it up, I thought. And he obviously made that call to Dwayne. Yeah, um, Fruity Pebbles chant. Um, yes. This was one of the uh, things that 
um, the Rock came up with in one of his promos, you know, commenting on all the um, colours of John Cena's t-shirts. Not the best one there, Dwayne, was it? I mean, <laughs> he's having a go at like Cena being for kids and that, and he's coming out with a shout like that. Nah, didn't work that one. I think this is some um, you've said on Grapple over the last few weeks uh, about Brian Gavertz, who's like the Rock's like comedy writer. Yeah. Like how some of his material has seeped in, even yeah. though he's done great work with the Rock in the past. Oh, yeah. like you can notice some of the absolute. It's it's very much um, what they say low hanging fruit, bottom of the barrel material. That well, uh, I think, and this with the rock as well. Like as much as I've built him up and praised him and stuff and such, he's one of them. He's never in the middle with his material. His material's either amazing or shit. It's never yeah. just solid. It's one or the other. It's high or low. It's not in the middle. Do you get what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all miss genuinely is though, like. Um, the story of this match as well is like the Rock and Cena trying to um like outwit and like pander to each other, like they look yeah. at each other like two, two jilted lovers. Like if yeah. you can do better, you get in. Um, bulk portion of this match is um where the middle part is a beat down on Cena, which you, which you mentioned. No one ever uh, wants to see Cena getting beat down for fucking like ten minutes, duty. I mean, it's just dead selling, Andy. It's on this is the time I he was really great on me, like really, really great on me, Cena. But he's also built the rock tagging in, and of course, yeah, so, sort of perks the crowd up. Um, sort of like a couple minutes goes on, and then it ends with the spine buster, people's elbow, one, two, three, and they win. Went about 20 minutes this match, and I think it's the middle portion which felt about 19 minutes of that 20. (laughs) (laughs) Right, though, you know, and it was, I mean, you can question why the match happened, you know, to begin with, but but at the same time, it's like, put the rock back in there, let's get him in ring shape, you know, it's all right doing it behind the scenes in, in the warehouse where he had the ring, but let's get him out there, you know, give him, test him in a big match, get him, get him, over with the fans even more and MSU were going to love him regardless. And any, anyway, would have loved The Rock, obviously, because he was coming back, but it's putting him out there in MSG, give him the feel for it. And yeah, it was it was just, it was what it was. And as you say, foregone conclusion, the results, but it was just good to see The Rock back and like in there actually uh, wrestling. Yeah, it is proper like, you know, they've had 368, about 689 days off the race course. You've got to give them a blowout over hurdles at Chepstow, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, exactly. So, um, wait, well, funnily enough, like, like fast forward into 2024, he might, he might need that tag match to get him ready for a match with Rome. <laughs> this is it, and just goes to show you, mate. I think, I think now... Like we'll say, we'll we'll touch on like his um, last Mania match, of course, where he got injured and stuff. It's best that he does a tag match, you know, because that was one of me. Obviously, want to see Rock and Roman, but always in the back of your mind, it's like if they try and go twenty twenty five, there's always that chance Rock could just get injured, like off the first lockup. You just don't know; it just could happen. So maybe a tag match is the best way for it to be, because if he does get injured, you can still continue the match type thing as well. So. There's a lot. It's a lot safer in a tag match. Yeah. So, um, the next, the next thing I put on the docket was the uh, once in a lifetime documentary, which I found off the um, 
think the WWE Network. I thought it's about 45 minutes long and it sort of covers like um, The Rock talking about, you know, where he's been and that. And then, you know, just, you know, short snappy bits through the promos and the build up to this actual match. I thought, having, having watched it, I thought, bloody hell, it's got me hyped for the actual match and it happened bloody 11 years ago. <laughs> um, at the time, mate, like this was like, honestly, it was such a big deal, this match. Like people can't, we can't gloss over this. We can't ignore how big of a match this was. The first one, honestly, it's like, it was humongous. And as you say, these hype packages, this documentary just enhanced that. It was like, this is why why it's probably on the list, though, because it's meant to be once in a lifetime. If they would have kept it at once in a lifetime, it would have been remembered by more people, probably. And maybe that's why people don't fondly remember it, because they've done it again. But this initial one, honestly, mate, it was gigantic. I think all you needed was similar to when uh, Brock, uh, not Brock, uh, Rock, uh, the Rock face Brock Lesnar. You know, they had them hype packages where they were yeah. like training in the Sports gym. Sports build, really. Yeah. Sports build. Whereas this was more real life, genuine build, though, as in like, because they had that bit of underlying heat for years, didn't they? So it played into that. And that's all you needed. And as you say, you didn't need much more, even though they did do the promos on telly. But you could have just generally just sold it on that and it would have been as big. Yeah, you, well, I was thinking, oh, they could have shown videos where John Cena was lifting like 800 pounds because he yeah. was into his power lifting and that, and the rocks in the gym on his ropes and yeah. run, running up and down the street. Well, good job they didn't do that. He probably would have pulled him at pulled an hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably in the warehouse hitting hip tosses and rock bottoms now on, on some jobbers. I think okay. it was Kate, Kate I was going to say, and, and Brian Myers, really. David T. Yeah. always it flew down to was it? What a gig for them too, though. You'd be made up, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, but it's it, it's I've, I think such a really really good like you know fluff piece documentary, yeah. but oh, totally, yeah. The stuff in there, like the Miz saying that The Rock was his idol. Yeah. Yeah, Miz absolutely. Yeah, of course you can. Miz is always, Miz is a proper attitude here, a fan, isn't he? And obviously The Rock was the stand, one of the standouts there in, in that. So, yeah, and you can totally see that. Chris Jericho with his uh, blonde, like, tinted fringe. Oh. Um, Gordon Ramsay. Gold... <laughs> <laughs> this was the Gordon Ramsay era of, um, of Chris Jericho. Uh... Fucking hell. Loves getting his kipper on anything, doesn't he? And his fucking voice here on anything, Jericho. There was, this, honestly, at times, you know, when they had some of the talking heads on, it felt like one of them Channel 5, you know, fucking back songs to of 19... the 1992 or something like that go yeah. back in time yeah yeah like you'd have a couple of the stars as talking heads so you'd have jericho and you'd have the miz triple h and then they'd wheel out david otunga right. <laughs> <laughs> david otunga's like the timmy mallet on them bloody channel five <laughs> and channel five shows <sighs> But yeah, what are you offering, David? But I will say with Jericho, 13 years hasn't been kind to Chris. Fucking no. hell. Yeah. He, he, he looks a young puppy and now he looks fucked. Looks ready for that. <laughs> yeah. So um, a lot of the promos, um, they were like seen as promos about the Rock leaving and the WWE wasn't really his home. Um, I think Cena had always pushed that envelope with him, wasn't they? 
Yeah, oh, and, and, and you know, am I ironic that years later, it, it you know, Cena was doing, was uh, people were saying that about Cena. And then it's just it's just weird. But yeah, at the time that was what it was. That was the initial beef, wasn't it? Really, that like you left us high and dry, you, you completely disowned us, went off to think of yourself. And like, you know, I've been here carrying the ship, trying to uh, like you know, keep it going the WWE. And what was the what's the another personal comment on the thing? It was it over the movie Doom? Was that the original like heat? Might have been, yeah. I think it because Rocky even references it when he puts his dad in the Hall of Fame and his and his grandfather. Yeah. And like he even takes the piss out of himself at that. So maybe like maybe it was that. So as well, they mention this this is showing its age. A feud built through Twitter. Yeah. Fucking well, this, is, well, this is not like maybe a couple of years into Twitter. So it's pretty well, new at the time. And I think The Rock was always like every week trying to find a new catchphrase. And he said, oh, I'm like number one trending here and there and everywhere. You know, the boots to asses and fruity pebbles. And, yeah, yeah that's what he was looking for. But it was like, as you say, it was it was it was the early days of Twitter. Rock was one of the first people I think I ever followed on Twitter. Yeah. So it was like it was just yeah, weird, as you say. But I was going to say, and some things probably don't change. But you've got Daniel Bryan now as the Twitter police in AEW, haven't you? Handing them imaginary fines out to people who are uh, starting beef on Twitter. So you know, I'd say it's stop, but it's you know, let's see if it does. Yeah, talking about following the rock, the um, first on Twitter, he always used to be Rio Ferdinand, to be the first person you'd follow. Stephen on Fry as well. Stephen, Stephen Fry, Fry, yeah, yeah. But just interesting that they brought this up as like a, a me as a thing that was going on, and even to this day, it's used to get yeah. fucking hell wrestling feuds over, and uh, you know, yeah. little little jabs here and there. Yeah, it's, 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 one of the, it's one of the best, the easiest tools, isn't it? Social media, and we can go in. We could spend fifty hours on social media, but it is. It's just so accessible, isn't it? And just one click of a button, really, and you've reached how many millions? You know what I mean? And so it's you'd be a fool not to use it, really, wouldn't you? To be honest, no one's ever said I've built a feud through uh, Facebook. No, the they haven't. Wrestling promo. No. <laughs> And it's all out of the ball, Andy. It's the worst for actually wrestling related stuff. Facebook, how shy to them, like fake news, like reports, uh, yeah. pages on Facebook. It's the worst. <laughs> Twitter's bad for it. It can be, but Facebook's so much worse. Uh, so, also, that's brought up is the rock concert. I think this is the second one. Third, is it Goldberg's it's the third. second one? And oh, so it's the third one, one yeah. yeah. So this is mainly going all over uh, John Cena and his lady parts, which I thought it, th this material in this concert Shocking. dog Shocking. and shit. Yeah, awful. This that deserves to be mucking itself, Andy. To be yeah. fair, mate. Yeah, it's it, it's not it's not good to watch. It, it you just see the cogs turning in the rock's head, and even he thinks probably, mm, yeah, not working this. No, not at all. Not at all. And there's also um, bringing up about the notes on the rocks arm. Oh, that, that's 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 one. It's remembered that though, and that was a he fired shots there, John. Like I give him that one proper. And the rock hated that. He fucking hated it. Got under the skin. But I, that was probably off the cuff, weren't it? 
because like he noticed it, didn't he? He noticed it earlier yeah. on in the promo, and then he thought, "Fuck this, I'm using it." And gotta give Cena that. As much as don't like him in there, and maybe don't like his his shtick that he done for years on the mic. If he goes to, if you if he goes toe to toe with you on the mic, he's destroying you. Like no, I don't think anyone has ever overcome him really. Maybe not even. I'm gonna first time I'll put Roman down a little bit. Like even. That initial one in 2017, Cena killed Roman off. Yeah. And they had another one in 2021, and Roman held his own, to be fair to him, that time. But he learned the hard way, because four years earlier, he got killed by Cena. Yeah. That was always a trait of John Cena's, was, you know, to absolutely get his opponent. You know, it, it could be, like, the biggest star in the world, but Cena had, like, fucking... But that's knocked, the thing, and the negative to that is we all like it as like we love a bit of shoot, we love a bit of backstage. He's not, he's deviating from it really. Yeah. He's bringing your real life into it. So it's got nothing to do with the match anymore or nothing to do with the storyline. He's just going and killing it off. So that's the yeah. negative to it, even though we all love it. Like, you know. Yeah. And it's all, it, it then makes you think as a viewer, like, why the fuck should I watch this? Because he's just told me he's shy. Exactly. Exactly. There was there was also a thing Cena brought up about the merch graph. Um, it was like WrestleNomics before its time. Um, yes. this, this this merch graph that he brought up at Survivor Series. Um, I don't know if you noticed the percentages here, uh, Matty. What was it again? I'm refreshing. Me. Right. So it was between three. So th this is our first game. Okay. So CM Punk. What percentage did he sell of the merch that evening at Survivor? So there's only, so there's only three of them, yeah? Yeah, so CM Punk, yeah. Rock, and John Cena. I'll go Phil was the low man. Ooh, is, was he? Was he, actually? Yeah, I'm going to go Irach and He's the low man, but he's a good... Because it's all going to be close. I reckon he's a good 22%. Well, he'd only sold 15%. Ooh, okay. Okay. The merch. I knew he was the low man. Um, so then you got what 85 Rock. left. I will go for Cena comes second at about 40%. Take into account, Matty, that there is other wrestlers on this show. Oh, three. okay. Sorry, I thought you meant just between them. Okay, I'd say yeah. Cena was about 25. Close enough. It was twenty one percent. Okay, so the rock's got to be higher than them. Rock's got to be a good thirty percent. He was set. He was the second best to Cena. Oh, is that um, why Cena brought it up? Obviously, sixteen percent. Yeah. Bloody hell! That just um, shows your hand. That just shows you Cena's uh, pull at the time. Yeah, but you think that like the Rock was one percent more than CM Punk and. When you look at the shirt that he did have out, that boots to asses, it looked like something you could bloody design on Microsoft Paint. Yeah, because Punk's one was the best in the world white one at the time, wasn't it? That's a good T-shirt. And what was seen as at the time, it wasn't the Rise, wasn't the the rise Above Hate one, isn't it? Yeah, in the K yeah. feud. So, yeah, I probably had them two over, over boots to asses, to be fair. Yeah, and, and you know what? That CM Punk t-shirt at the time was a better quality than the one AEW produced uh, many years later, which was... Is that speaking from experience, that? Yes. <laughs> I was one of them people like Ben who had ordered it straight away and then it turned up in, like, the quality. Fucking awful. 
Well, that's a, the Once in a Lifetime documentary done with. A good little um, good yeah. little documentary. I'd say it. go seek it out if people are listening and they want to you know, do, do the matches as a, like a little watch on. Go and watch that because, or even if you're not watching the matches, just watch that as a piece of business in itself. And then it's really good. Really yeah. good, mate. So let's get into match number two now. Once in a Lifetime. Love this. The Rock versus John Cena. Um, Flowrider was the artist of the time. Yes, big fan and love love me some Flowrider, mate. Honestly, absolutely fucking love him. Did you have a good feeling? I had a great feeling, mate, to tell you. But that was one of me. It's in me tough. Let's do a little five to one Flowrider. We'll go. We'll oh, go. Good. Go on. Uh, so he had good good feeling. There was the I, I think the one on this show, weren't it? Uh, wild uh, ones. What there's in the top five? Then we've got number one's right round. You spin my head. I love that one. The uh, dead or alive. Um, yeah. Um, there's one called. Oh no! Oh that that that's this is the one. Okay, apple bottom jeans, boots with the low, 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 low yeah, low. with T Pain and Elevator with Timberland. He's got some crackers. Oh, 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 there's one from 2012. Whistle, baby, whistle, baby. Let me know. You must have had about four WrestleMania themes as well, Florida, over the years. You know what? We've not mentioned the absolute king of WrestleMania tunes. My Luke house. No, Luke Littler's entrance theme with uh, Lunch Money Lewis. Give me the green line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah some fucking, some fucking shoes. He's still going in 2023. That, that is a career that. Ah, oh, I mean, nothing but love for Flowrider. Used to, I understand you don't get how much I used to like actually genuinely. When I was keeping up with like the pop charts still, I'd say packed that in in about 2011, 12 around this time. But I used to, like, he was one of the last, like, rappers. And proper rap fans will hate me for saying it, like, but I, I actually enjoyed his stuff, Flowrider. How old? Was Flowrider at the time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How old was Flowrider at the time? I reckon he was older than... The... I think he was 35. He would have been. 30. Fucking hell. Wild. 30, 30 year old. So he's, he's 44 now. 32. Then wouldn't he? Would have been yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, 32. Yeah. I'm not bad at maths, mate. I'm not too bad at that. Yeah. So um, 16th of December, 1979, Mr. Uh, yeah, Mr. Flowrider. Tramar Lassell Dillard. Dillard. Yeah, Tramar Dillard. Yeah, I always remember that real name. Legend. Good good that he's got some airtime here, Flowrider. I've always always dreamt of one day doing a podcast where, we, where someone talks about Flowrider. <laughs> were you a Flowrider of a Pitbull? Pitbull was... No, a... Flowrider. No, Flowrider's me guy. And, no, Pitbull. Don't mind him, but Flowrider's me guy. Uh, I'm a bit of a more Mr. Worldwide man myself. Mr. World, Mr. 305. Mr. 305. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what with Flo Rider, he had the build to be a wrestler. Fucking you. Oh, always in crack and nick, wasn't he? Always, mate. Fuck me. He 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 could have subbed for the rock if he got injured. Well, did he at, at Mania 2080? Uh, didn't he? I think he sparked or pushed Heath Slater over. I think they had a backstage segment. And I think he uh, got the better of Heath. 
So, um, this this match, I, th- I think you said to us, you really enjoy this match. I'm telling you, and like, I, I once again repeat myself, but I think if this was just a one-off, yeah, I think people would be going on about this more because I think this is a really good match for two giant, one of the biggest matches in history, no doubt about it. One of the biggest. Uh, gross and WrestleManias in history. The buy rate was the biggest he'd ever done up to this point. Uh, I think it was bigger than uh, Battle of the Billionaires. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. And it's two genuinely big stars with a hot fucking crowd. Pro rock, of course. But it's 78,000 as well, and legit 78,000, I think. And it's like, I love this match. And it's even got, you know, it's even got the build in the match as well. You've got like Cena working on Rock's ribs early on, and then and then about ten minutes in, and we start going to the finishes. But it's not like the year later, which is Spam City. This is like done in a way that it all makes sense, and it builds and it builds. And you get obviously your kick out. It's mania. You get your AA kick out. You get your Rock Bottom kick out. You get stuff like that. But it genuinely builds and builds and builds. And the Rock's first like long match back singles match. You can see he gets a bit gassed, and, yeah. and, and, and he would. But I honestly, I, I really, really rate this match a lot. I, th- I think one thing to notice from the start of the match, it felt like the old, like the Rock and Hulk Hogan's match, you know, where they were doing like uh, lockups and test- testing each other yeah. out to win, and you know, to get, you know, get more of a reaction from the crowd. And one thing I will say from for this crowd. They see more into it than the one we'll get into at 29, where the crowd yeah. just seem they want to go home. Um, yeah, that, that does it, play into it as well. Yeah, I think, as you mentioned as well, targeting the Rock's midsection. But then 10 minutes later, the Rock just forgets to sell his midsection. Oh, this is it, and This is yeah. it, really. Isn't it? And that's where, you know... Do you forgive him because it's his first big match back, or or the you know as you say you've noticed it there like totally, and it'll be a stickler for the actual for the actual selling game. But I don't know. I just think I ignore the selling in big time yeah. matches like this. And maybe that's just me. And I know people will be shouting after shouting at whatever they're listening to this. I'm going, Matty, come on! But it's like I do. I it's John Cena v The Rock at the end of the day. It's a big time match. You can you can get over that for me and. And this is where, but it's even like Cena later on. I'm sorry, even skipping ahead. But it's when when Cena rolls through, is it? And it's the AA. And yeah. you think it's done and he kicks out. And Cena, to, to his credit, his reaction, he pulls the ref in and goes, oh, I know it's Miami. I know it's WrestleMania. But, oh, man. He, he, he's like, he's, he's convinced that, like, what I've got to do here now to beat this fella. And I love that. I'll give Cena that one. Love that in this. One thing I always liked from Cena was that leg drop he did off the top, uh, like a bit of like a top rope. Stiff, wow. Yeah. Then he takes Rock's head off. Proper nails this one, but because sometimes he'd all, it was always like a glancing blow, but this one he really got. Like a, like a, a palm slap on the way down, where he never yeah. ever done a leg drop sometimes, like a little bulldog. <laughs> Here's one for you. Um, is the Rock Sharpshooter the worst in the business? Undoubtedly, the worst of all time. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. I've done it for years now. They used this for like the last three or four years of his original run, and then he always slapped it on when he come back. It's 
awful. It's awful. He'd always be sitting on the floor, wouldn't he, when he was doing it? <laughs> he, he was sitting on like on on the on the calf stand. He wasn't putting no pressure on your lower back. <laughs> he was like a calf shooter. We'll call it. <laughs> Um, what's it? The STF nearly submits and uh, nearly passes out the rock, which I thought was a good, yeah. good spot, and um, to show like the rock might come back into this. Um, when C- Cena trying for the people's elbow and it getting getting booed out of the building, but one one thing from this is like Cena seems to get a bit too cocky, thinking like it's it. ready like for the it. end, yeah. and then. It gets caught out of nowhere the rock with the rock bottom uh, for the free count. Uh, crowd pot to use for this. I went probably three and a half on this one. I thought, looking back on it, I think this is definitely, you know, when, when we go into WrestleMania 29, this is the best of the two. I'll go four on the round. I'll stick my neck. I, I love this. I always have done. I always go back to it in that, as you say, that ilk of Hogan Warrior. Hogan Rock, Hogan Cena Rock, the big time matches, do you know what I mean? Mm. The really, really big wrestling matches. For all that comes and goes, it's on the list of genuinely gigantic matches of all time. And I do, I fucking... And I like the finish because it it, let, it was like, well, Cena beats himself in a way, so that, cause, and he's staying around for the year on telly, so it's like, you can play on that throughout the whole of 2012, which he did because he was, went on a bit of a losing streak, Cena. Yeah. And it was like he got too cocky, he beat himself type thing. And then you get round to the redemption a year later, winning the rumble and stuff. But I did I thought the finish was really good. Yeah. Um but I was saying from that WrestleMania 28, but some of the matches it had to contend with. The Undertaker versus Triple H in a hell in a cell match, end of an era. Oh, another cracker. I love this event. That is a match, yeah. though, isn't it? It's a very good match, that one. It's and the uh, Punk and Jericho is it for the title? Punk and Jericho. Um, you've also got oh Kelly Kelly and Maria Menounos. That's the one where she got um a ship stained on her trousers, weren't it? The Bellas is that in a tag? Uh, Beth Phoenix and Eve Torres. Oh, okay. Is it, it? Oh, saying this is like um twelve years ago now for the Intercontinental Title, the Big Show defeating Cody Rhodes in five minutes. Big Show getting his mania moments. That's how they, how they based that. And it's Randy Orton. Kane beats Randy Orton, doesn't he, in there? Uh, well. Kane beats Randy, Randy Orton in 10 minutes. And uh, the first match is the 18 second. Sheamus beating Daniel Bryan. Oh, one of the best of all time, that one. Let's not, yeah. let's not get it twisted. Fucking love that one. Just well, a few, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Sheamus beats him. <laughs> but when you look at that mania, you know, they had some tough competition beforehand to, you know, keep the crowd... You know, engaged, and I think, I think it worked. Thirty minutes and thirty-five seconds that one. Yeah, as I say, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of spots in the match where you know, they are getting letting Rock have a little breather. There's a, as I say, there's a long sharpshooter spot. There's a long STFU spot. There's a lot of that going on, but you'd expect it, and it plays up because, as you say, the fans are never not into this match for the whole half an hour as well. So that's yeah. why it adds that. Why I, I always love it as well. So yeah. I, can't speak highly enough of this one. I've always loved it. Yeah. So fast forwarding now. Um, so in between the two matches, a certain Phil Brooks gets involved. Um, so he um it ends up with like the rock facing CM Punk at Royal Rumble 2013 for the WWE title. 
Yes. So, so the Rock sort of says, I think he's sort of saying, oh, I want to go for the title and then probably make the match with Cena at Mania, if it does happen, more special. Yeah, well, this was um, mid-2012, because I think Punk turned heel on the Rock at Raw 1000. Yeah. In, like, July 2012. Set up the seeds for this match. I'll just get announced. I'm not sure when he exactly gets announced in the one contender, but he planted that seed way, way ahead of time. Yeah. And um, what's it? CM Punk now is with uh, Paul Heyman at this stage in his career. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a good move. Paul Heyman look, looking, um, looking younger here, definitely. Yeah. Well, I had this on. Uh, yesterday and uh, Steph even said but yeah look, up, look at Heyman there because obviously she watches every week when he's with Roman with me like so it's like yeah it does he's got still got that obviously the ball there Dan, but he's got more hair going on the back still got the ponytail hasn't he <laughs> he's still got the uh, pony going on and he does he looks well here Heyman so talking of age let's get into the uh, the three people who are in this match Paul Heyman The Rock and uh, CM Punk CM Punk at this stage how old well, he's, I think he's 44 now, so he's 32. 35 at this stage. 35? Yeah. So he's like 47 now, Punk? Yeah. Fucking hell, or 46? Wow. Yeah. Um, Dwayne? Right, well, I know he's 30, so Rock is 39. 41. 41? Fucking hell. How, how old, um, what's he called, Ted Anke? <laughs> I reckon Heyman is younger than The Rock. I reckon he's 40. No, he's it, it, always a tough one, Heyman. Yeah, he is. He's been around since he was like taking falses at 13 next to Jim Cornette. So, uh, yeah. 47 he is here. Is Heyman 58? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Nowadays. Hell. Bloody hell. Still got right, still got another ten years in him as the Yes. Um so basically like the pre-match promo on this, I thought this is a cracking promo uh, from The Rock. It's um, a promo on like adversity. I think his mother um sort of like has overcome like cancer at this time. Yeah. Or she's she's yeah. suffering with cancer. She's in the crowd, isn't she as well for this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know it's a good touch in that. And he just comes like just pretty hyped up, saying, "I want to yeah. do this for my family, do this for the people." And this, this, this was a good, really good two-minute promo for me. Yeah, totally. And as you say, it's, when the rocks on form, he does ask anyone better, is he? Yeah. Uh, Four hundred and thirty-four day reign of uh, CM Punk. I was gonna say that that's a poxy, it's a poxy rain, and we're in one thousand two hundred and one days now, are we? I mean, that's that's not. But at the time, it was a, it was an incredible run because it was like what, well over a year, and you'd never got that. No. Very rarely got that. So it's a uh, fair play to Phil there. He uh, still moans about he wasn't the main guy, even though he got that long title run. But you know, another podcast for another day. That. So it's interesting looking back this um, about eleven year ago because it's been brought up with uh, the Rock turning up at that press conference slash media event and um, getting getting booed and CM Punk on you know the panel saying why could why couldn't you help me in twenty thirteen yeah. to the crowd? 
<laughs> yeah, it's love that, and it cut. I mean, even after it, where it where punks like waffling onto the camera, you can just see rock in the background. Like it looks like he's looking at the people, but you might be looking at punk or listening to what he's saying. It's yeah, it's I like that. Like we like that. It seems like you know a lot of these storylines. Well, the Miz one at Mania. This one is sort of like a freeway thing with CM Punk, The Rock, seeing who's going to face each other, and it's sort of similar, following a similar pattern. Eleven years later, with The Rock, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes. It's very. It's who's who's uh, Prince Charles, who's Camilla, and who's Diana in it. <laughs> but but unfortunately, and we've got Seth Rollins sticking his oar in these days as well. Might get that tag match out of it, so it's uh, slightly different in that regard. But yeah, as you say, it's it is it's 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 weird, isn't it? That like as you say, eleven years later, like it's similar again. So it's yeah, it's strange times. And I think a lot of people at this stage, because they didn't really want... I, d- I don't think no anyone was clamouring for the second match between Rock and Cena. No. Even though, you know, Cena would probably say, well, it was my own wrongdoing for losing. Yeah, but as you say, no one, even at the time, because like, WWE always renegade on their um, stipulations, of course, but it just stuck out once in a lifetime. It was so obvious, like, why are you doing this again? You've just marketed it. You were successful at it. You've just been the biggest mania. And maybe that's why they did do it again then, thinking, well, we can top it again in the rematch. But no, it just wasn't. You should have just been left alone, and you could have had a freeway, and you could have been totally fine with that. And you could have had punk. Sometimes they're the better idea, wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, they are, but, you know, you can't please everyone because most people hate freeways. But for me at that time... That was a lot for me anyway. I would have done a freeway, definitely. Yeah. Um, I did say here as well, The Rock looked in better nick than his actual return a year ago. You know, he's shaved off his goatee. I think he's... Yeah, he's leaned out a little bit as well, a bit quicker, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, he's leaned out a bit. Not much, but he has. He has leaned out a bit, I think. Got probably a bit more baby oil on this time, so he looks a bit more shinier and glistening <laughs> yeah. um, than, than his goatee stage. But no, I thought he looked he looked really well. What we did mention about because um, CM Punk wouldn't end up going facing um, John Cena at Mania, so he's sort of like the fall guy here in um, yeah. this match. Uh, well, this match and the Elimination Chamber match, but he would get sort of a reward to stay at, uh, to stare at the lights for the Undertaker at yeah. that year's WrestleMania, which you know, it's a prominent spot on a card. It's sort it of is. like the main event. But it, uh, it, if you listen to Punk, it's the way he he was so hell bent, wasn't he? And, and I do feel sorry for him getting injured this year because he he was finally going to main event that WrestleMania, and sod's lord, he gets injured. But I think that's the way. He was so adamant, I've done a good run as champion, I deserve the main event, and he did. And it's just the way I think they took the belt off him and said, but he's still in the main event against The Undertaker. Well, it's really not the main event. As you say, it's a big match on the card, and if you're not going for the title, or even in some ways, and you want to be in that spot, really, because it was so big to sleep, wasn't it? Mm. But in Punk's mindset, it was, no, I've carried the ship here. I want to be in the last match at WrestleMania defending the title, and yeah, obviously it didn't come to the to the plan Phil wanted. But you, you look at that, you know, because they had Elimination Chamber after. So the build, you know, in sense is 
about a month build with him and Undertaker. It's not like a big, you know, summit. Three month one. I think, yeah. think you said like started at Survivor Series and then yeah. six months later it'll be at WrestleMania. Well, that's where I think they might in a new. Well, I don't know. They going back. Would was there a chance it could have been a three way or you just don't know up until the last minute, but. Probably not. You're probably always going to go with with uh, seeing the rock again. But and as you say, like it was. Why you say what four or five week build between for the two yeah. and they, they did and they had to lean into the Paul Bear and stuff. Didn't they did, they, yeah. Try and get which isn't the best. Looking back and the best way to do it, but you know, Punk and Undertaker is a great match. Don't WrestleMania. It's it's fucking. It's a good one. Like when it does happen. Yeah. Better than. Better than this uh, second Cena Rock match we're going to talk about anyway. Definitely. Um, so anyway, this um, CM Punk and the Rock match from a uh, Royal Rumble 2013. Yep. The, the start of the match, I think. Um, what's it? Punk had been watching his John Cena tapes and started working on that midsection of the Rock. <laughs> Easy one for the Rock, lad. He loves. Uh, he loves fucking getting that worked on, doesn't he? And all day. Yeah. Um, but there is a story to this, and this is probably where. The story began as the week before the shield, which involves a certain tribal chief, yes. attacked the rock and did the triple power bomb on him. Lay him out. Lay story. him out. Exactly. Story. story and story. Some I've heard some people say doing the rounds that there is no story here, like you know, but it's a built-in one, mate. But yeah, as you say, the, the attack the rock and this plays into the um one of the stipulations for the match in the hand that if the Shield get involved, then CM Punk will be stripped of the uh, WWE title and yeah. obviously end that run without him getting pinned. People thought that like, the Shield and CM Punk were in cahoots, didn't they? But yeah. like CM Punk would be like, no, 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 they're not yeah. with me. And yeah, but he'd always bail them out in every match, and that was the that was obviously the storyline. They, they kept going, and they did what, give us was wasn't it one against uh, Ryback? TLC match, yeah. He's right back. They come out yeah. and help him in that, yeah, yeah. Bloody hell, I remember the Manchester House show. I think it might have been like CM Punk and Ryback. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Ryback was fucking over. over he was. Over. He was He was over for a bit, Ryback. You, you can't deny that either. And that was one where they did back themselves into a corner. That, that first CM Punk, Ryback, Hell in a Cell match was like... They had to, you know, Ryback was over. You, you could have put the title on him. You, you genuinely could have, and no one would have battered an eyelid at that time. But it was in the midst of that punk long reign, so it was it was an hard one to do. It, that's one of them, and like a few 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 of me mates say that. Well, you don't have to book it in the first place, and they're right there. Yeah. <laughs> and so we we see M Punk at the start, like first portion of the match. Tries the Anaconda Vice a couple of times, but um, like The Rock, you know, gets out of it. I think one attempt, he ended up hitting him with a DDT. After five minutes, so I did put, The Rock is looking very sweaty here. Yeah, it's it's that not not wrestling. It's not, not getting that, that in-ring shape on, is it? He's, you know, he's profusely sweating, as you say. And, yeah, you know, he does get, he does get gas, but it is what it is, isn't it? I think that. I think I think I don't know if it's this match, but in one of the one of these matches, I think it's Bradshaw on um, commentary. They mention about he, he tries to explain what ring conditioning is. Yeah, yeah, and I, I always think point. 
That it is, and that's that's like you know the wrestlers say that it's it's any sport really. You can it's even let's use football for us. It's like you can train all week, but it's not like when you're out there and it's no. not it, it's just not the same. It's it's everything about it. It's the pressure. It's it's everything comes into it as well as your conditioning. Of course, there's a whole different ball game, mate. Actually doing it than training and stuff. So yeah, and and he done well there, JBL, to try and explain that. Yeah. Um, so with this, um, the rock tries for the rock bottom on the table, but both of them fall through. <laughs> fall oh, through it. But I always, any time, and both people stand on the commentary table. Even to this day, I shit myself in. They're just gonna fucking crumble here. Yeah. <laughs> but they eventually saved the spot as um, the rock, um, rock bottoms punk on the outside, which yeah. I thought, you know, good save yeah. there by uh, by Dwayne. Um, <laughs> um, the rock's ready to hit the people's elbow, but. The lights go out, Ooh. and it's not Sabu for a change. It's uh, there's a lot of fumbling in the dark. It was like a bad yeah. set scene on a porno tape I've seen. As uh, <laughs> the shield can be a triple power. Oh, bomb. Oh, you watching there? And fucking hell. <laughs> As a shield triple power bomb the rock through a table. Well, Michael Cole says it is, but yeah. we don't know as the viewer. Gives the game away, Cole. Grass. Um, so (laughs) lights come back up and um, CM Punk's wondering what the fuck has gone on here Um, as he chucks a rock back in and pins him he pins him he gets the fit and the fans not happy are they they're not happy at all yeah but yeah it's Punk being that opportunistic taking advantage and he's loving it as well isn't he he's absolutely loving it when he wins so it, it ends up with um, what's he Vince McMahon walking out, and uh, he, he, he mentions like he's ready to strip him of the title, but the rock the, gets, on, rock the gets mic. on the mic saying, "If anyone's going to take you from him, it's me." Not yeah. a baby face here, the rock, as you say, going with that promo beforehand and, and and here as well, and so he's he's proper baby face here. And it probably takes about a minute and a half later. Lo and behold, the Rock wins with the people's elbow uh, to win yes. the championship. Very good match this one, I thought, Matty. Yeah, as you say, and it's it's just I you always like obviously this is this is the uh, feud with doing Roxena, but you always forget that Rock and Punk had these two matches. Well, I always do. I was oh yeah, fucking hell, these two actually did wrestle and have a proper feud and promos on telly and stuff. It wasn't just like threw together it was an actual feud so yeah it's always a good little footnote that in history that these actually collided um i i would say as well cm punk didn't look out of place in there definitely not maybe the mid like a a, 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 like always compared as a joke really treated as a credible threat yeah that hundred percent so um, next up is the rematch now at the um, elimination chamber. With, Logical uh, sense, and the, the champion want the ex-champion wants his, his title back. Let's do it the next month. Old well, school. you know he's, he's he's got reason for a title match. He feels like he was robbed, and yeah, of course. And he he, he probably saying, "Oh, I weren't aware that the shield had come out and what have you." So yeah, exactly. Not his fault that happened. Not his fault. Nope. So um. I would say with this match, though, um, similar distance, about 15, 20 minutes, but 
it's a similar opening where the rock whips punk into a barrier, clotheslines him. It's all bit... about the finish again, isn't it? It's all that finishing yeah. stretch with this, and it's what you're gonna get with the rock at this time when it when it's when it's not at mania, especially. And you're right, they are very similar. They are, yeah, in them it, ways. There's, I did have a feeling though, five minutes in, and the rock is starting doing or being put into rest holds, and this. I think was the first warning for me. Like he don't look, he don't look in, he don't look fit. You know, with that back in the in back of my mind from you know the WrestleMania match where he does his quad in and yeah, totally breaks down. I think this is the first warning. I thought oh, maybe yeah. maybe he's not as fit as he uh, he looks. Yeah, it's 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 him doing all the. You'd think he'd be, he probably would be by doing more matches on, but it went the other way against him, didn't it? Yeah. And um, like similar spots here, there was the rock bottom by Punk on the announce table, which you know, you know, it's harking back to the first match. But at least uh, it didn't yeah. fall apart. The announce table, the rock no. just slid off. Yeah, <laughs> that's always better than it fall apart. I but it's not meant to. But but one of the stipulations in this match, Matty, was um, if the rock is counted out, he loses the title. Yeah, never. Never been into that or the DQ one. Never really been into that. I know it's you know it puts that extra edge on the match, maybe. But no, never really been into that one. I, f- I think the only time that stipulations worked probably uh, Randy Orton Christian. Christian, match, that yeah. did play into how much of a bullshit heel Christian was and a fucking yeah. chicken shit heel. Yeah, I-, I did like that actually with that one. To be fair. So yeah, it, there's a lot of um, fuckery goals on with uh, people's elbow and punk kicks out at two. The crowd love that one. I think yeah, the it, probably a pro CM Punk crowd. I did feel this one more than the Royal Rumble for sure because yeah. it was proper behind Rock in the Royal Rumble. But this one was a bit more split, or as you say, maybe even pro Punk. Yeah. So like two officials get knocked down. It was oh yeah, all TNA this weren't it? Yeah, all that. You had you had the ref down where Punk's got the uh, didn't have the visible pin on the Rock in yeah, this as well. Yeah. And then the other ref come in, but then when Rock hit the people's elbow, but then he kicked out of that Punk. So you are thinking, oh well. And then it was a Rock bottom after Punk hit Heyman with the belt by mistake. After I love that proper eighties Heyman on the apron holding the rock. You knew it was coming a mile off, but I love all that old school little spot. And then Heyman took it like it was meant to be a belt shot to the face or the head, but Heyman ducks <laughs> like he gets on the back or so it's just <laughs> Heyman shitting out to take a belt shot. <laughs> so as you say, um, rock bottom one, two, three. And um, I did put a lot of bells and whistles and um, bollocks to cover for, for the rock, I think, here. Yeah, but, uh, definitely. It's, it's still an all right match, but it's not as good as their uh, Raw Rumble. Tussle. No, totally agree again there, Land. So what we go into now in between, we, I'm not included this match, but uh, to face the rock at WrestleMania, there was a TV match between John Cena and CM Punk on Raw. It's a very good match with a hot crowd. These two were to treat together. I need to watch this back because apart, I might go on record here, apart from the Money in the Bank match, this is their best match. Yeah. Easy, yeah. Easily. Because they had another couple of pay-per-views, did they? They had another couple of pay-per-views. They had the SummerSlam match. They had a Night of Champions 2012 pay-per-view match, if I'm not mistaken. And this... And other countless raw ones, but this for me is there. Like, apart from the money in the bank, 
this is their best match. It's when it doesn't uh, punk it that pile driver. Yo, yes, for years. Yeah. I'm gonna watch that. It's on my best of two got best of 2013 on Blu-ray. It was an underrated yeah. year. I'm gonna dig that out and watch that uh, watch that match. Yeah. And, and was it pile drivers at that time? Very Band rare. Oh, they were, they were done. Yeah, yeah. Does she it's rather than that? He does well, near he does near the end. It's yeah. so like punk runs runs into scenery and he d- proper does a little recurrent. Oh, <laughs> the beginning of the IWC work rate job. <laughs> that that'd probably be a mix say, wouldn't it? Work rate John. Oh, easily that that US <laughs> open that US title open challenge, mate. Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, all that, yeah. Totally. Um, it's also around this time, uh, the Rock has his own belt now. Um, it's you know going back to the, like the cla- like the classic big W yeah. belt. He's got rid which... of the spinner belts, which makes sense in the storyline, you know, as well, doesn't it? I mean, he should have done it. Like, I, I even I ain't seeing anyone with that belt apart from seeing it, like when Triple H had it or and Punk. Yeah. Punk's whole title reign, four hundred and thirty-four days. It's that belt. It's weird. It's but it did it did become. A part of the fabric, didn't it? But it just it, it, not for me. Like it just shouldn't have been on anyone but Cena. Yeah, it's it's very similar to you know the belt that's behind you, but it was more of a gold, a proper yeah. full golden design. I thought it was pretty smart as a nice. But the reason they probably kept their Cena's belt and everyone was probably selling selling fucking units every year, weren't it? Yeah. If you if you think well. There'll be that, and you know when um, Bray Wyatt the Fiend had had his Fiend belt, you know Fucking the hell, amount of yeah. units that bloody yeah. sold. Fucking big yeah. business or uh, title belt. belt. Yeah. So um, yeah, there, there was a couple of other things like a promo on the March twenty fifth um, Raw where, where Cena and The Rock have a clash during a, a Legends Q and A. This is where The Rock, uh, Rock Bottom, Cena. And there's a couple of good promos as well on the um, on the go home show. Um, where's it? You know, say, Cena saying the rock will fail, and Cena ends up getting boring chance during this promo. It's only a five minute promo. It's like, bloody hell! I'd rather listen to five minutes of Cena than the old twenty minute Triple H is back in the day. <laughs> oh, this is it, and it's it is an. an... <sighs> Once again, I'll come back to it. It's just a shame that it's it comes to this match like twice in a lifetime, Andy. You know, it's just meant to be once in it. Let's be honest. Like just ah, oh, just honestly, I, I tried when I watched this back. I thought, right, obviously go into it open minded. Let's just take it as it is. Let's yeah, watch it. And just, I'm sure we're gonna go into it now. And before we actually go into it, one one thing I, d- I did forget to mention during the first um, Rock Cena match was the promo where The Rock started visiting historical locations. Oh, God, what was he doing? Like, what was just this all about? The the, bo- the only one out of three that was okay was the first one, the Boston Tea Party one, where he started throwing Cena's all his merch in the in oh, the. My- some of that merch was fucking comical. A John Cena garden gnome and yeah. uh, John Cena aftershave, which I put, was it called You Can't Smell Me? Yeah. 
your delivery of that actually made me laugh, not the actual, whoever come up with the actual name for it. But yeah, I enjoyed, that was the only one I enjoyed. He threw the uh, merch in the Boston Harbour and stuff. And But then the rest, when he come back, like with the the poet, when he was the second one, was yeah. he doing the, the famous poet and he put the hat on the rock and stuff? Yeah, yeah, the tri-corner hat where he was singing. What was he playing at? And then the last one was, what was the last one again? Is it that Patriot fella where yeah, he's standing in front of a statue? Yeah. Just not good at all. What was he thinking doing this? This is this again, that's where his material given him yeah. at the time. Yes. So any anywho, WrestleMania 29 from East Rutherford, New Jersey. 80,676, according to Cage Match from the MetLife Stadium. Um, the the theme song to this show was "I'm coming home, I'm coming ah, home, Hello, that's all, that's all. I'm coming home," which was Diddy Dirty Money featuring Skylar Gray. Yep, Skylar oh. Gray done a few done a few tracks with Eminem, Skylar yeah, Gray yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so before we actually get into um, John Cena and The Rock, so some of the matches on the show, I remember this show fondly for match number two. It cost me 156 quid on a fucking accumulator as Mark Henry defeated Ryback. Yes. Bastard. Yes. yes. And the, the story with that, Matty, was Ryback got told just before he was going out um, going out for the match, change your plan, you're losing. That's just to test them, probably, because he gets the big... It doesn't make even any sense, because he gets the big scene feud after this, doesn't he? He turns heel on Cena the next night. Yeah. So why not just go over Mark Henry, because you're getting a world title shot? But maybe it was just to test him to see how he was like going into that match, yeah, that feud. So, yeah, bizarre. Oh, I'm gutted for you, mate. Gutted. I was fuming that evening in uh, Manchester MMU, because I'd just been to watch uh, watch HXC at the, uh, at the Ritz that evening, and then went to the... After party watching this. Uh, some other stuff on there. Shield beating Randy Orton, Sheamus and the Big Show. Yeah. Team Hell No defeating Big E, Langston and Dolph Ziggler. Yep. Singles match. Fandango defeating Chris Jericho. Love that. Because I know Jericho fucking hates that to this day. <laughs> that he had to lose to Fandango. I love it. World Heavyweight title match. Now, I'm thinking Dolph Ziggler. This is the one the night after where he wins the title. Because it's Del Rio v Swagger, isn't it, for the title? Yep. Fucking hell, who but You look at that now as, yeah. a, as, a, as a title, I'm thinking, I bet that stunk. Rough, isn't it? And it's, yeah, as you said, yeah, Ziggler cashes in the next night. On yeah, yeah. Um, singles match, Undertaker defeating CM Punk, uh, 22 minutes. Um, Triple H's career on the line, no old's bad. I he hated this one. Yeah, I hated Brock. this one. He beat Brock. Yeah, of course he did. Lesnar won 2 1 in the feud. But who got the mania win? Triple H. Who got the mania win? <laughs> what a cunt. <laughs> uh, and then the main event, which is 23 minutes and 59 seconds of The Rock versus John Cena. Not. I won't say big entrances at this nope. stage. It's just like last year was bigger. What this just business really, and to be fair, in a way, refreshing because it was, you know, they're trying to see that as like it's a rematch, but it's for the title. It's serious. It's business time, and you know, it, it was it was weird to see, but refreshing. 
So uh, this this match, it's known for obviously the Rock ending up with a torn quad and needing emergency hip surgery. Fucking, <laughs> it's all it's because he took about seventy nine AAs in this. What kind of one? This hip surgery. Yeah, yeah I think it was ten, supposedly ten minutes into the match that the uh, the injury occurred. Right, okay. and he still had another in fifteen to twenty to go. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I, once again. A lot of rest holds at the start of this match, and the crowd are dead for this. They rest them with them, Andy. Yeah? They're not like <laughs> they're not. They genuinely are, mate. They got the feet off and the lot. But no, this, yeah, this isn't this isn't good, and because even though, go on, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll tell you when you go through it. Go on, because yeah. I agree with you there. It, it, it's the middle part's like rough. Yeah. So. It's one of those. It probably after about ten, probably about eight nine minutes, the crowd perks up after the Rock gets out of the STF. The the didn't one thing I noticed from this match is there wasn't a lot going on on the outside. There's like shortcuts. No, nope, it was in there, really. Yeah. Which, which I think they probably needed. I say if yeah. that was a match nowadays, someone would have got speared through a barricade, or there would have yeah. been a table spot, and I think. It probably could have worked better if they'd had a spot like that to give, you know, instead of doing a resto, which naturally is gonna is gonna wear a crowd. At out. least you can have a rest after the big spot, but the, the crowd's up for the big spot, aren't they? Yeah. And they're still buzzing off it when you're getting your rest. So yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we then go into mate fifteen minutes of the biggest tin of spam. You could ever have, and you know I what? I, you know what? I love spam. I love it yeah. fried. I love it grilled. I love it on a brekkie, but oof, too much. But and spam overload, are you? People think like Brock Lesnar and Goldberg started this. People need to rewrite, re- re- recheck the history. This fucking match started the spamming, mate. Maybe because that was just at what all their matches were goal because it was five minutes. But fuck me, Andy. I remember it being like this. And as I said, I tried to go in yesterday with open mind, open eyes. Let's watch it as a you know an older guy. But fuck me, mate! I was laughing in the end. It was like fuck sake, lads! Like he genuinely kicked out of like. But it was each time. It was, but each time it's like no, it's over now. And he kicked out him. But like the third time, it was like it was laughable, Andy. It was like for fuck's sake. It's uh, it well, it's just like combinations of rock bottoms. AAs, fucking hell! I needed the well. The Rock needed the AA to get straight <laughs> yeah, down, great down recovery, didn't it? <laughs> but Rocking you know what? The, the two spots I did like in this and yeah. in Spam City was I like the the false finish callback to last year where um, she didn't Cena go and try and do the um, didn't Rock. So Cena went to do the people's elbow last year. Yeah. And then the Rock went to do the five knuckle shuffle, didn't he? In this. Yeah. But then Cena got up and hit him, but then the Rock kicked out, didn't he? Yeah. And then didn't Cena go to do the people's elbow again? Did I get I that right? He did, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it that was a good callback. And when sorry, no, it wasn't. It was when Cena, Adam, where he rolled through, I think it's off the crossbody, and you think this AA is the fucking last one. And it wasn't. <laughs> but how many times on <laughs> really in this? Yeah, I did get see that's where I'm getting me, me two matches. Yeah, Rock didn't go for the people, uh, the scene didn't go for it in this one. It was the callback with the five knuckle shuffle. But 
mate, no wonder I'm getting confused. I just see it like a video, genuinely was like a video game where everyone had five. Remember the SmackDown games where you had the five S's? Yeah. That's just do just finishes. It was fucking. And then I've, I've wrote in capitals at the end, Spam City Redemption. Because to be fair, Cena, Cena does get his redemption from last year. To be but fair, it's but... the same spot again where yeah. the, this time the Rock gets too cocky, thinking he's won, ready to line him up for the for the rock bottom, and then he gets caught AA one, two, three. So it's the yeah. reverse finish. Yeah. You can you can probably notice like over these like four matches, 75% of them, it's the same old, same, same old formula. It is, it is, and that's what but the rock at that stage, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to like defend them in a way here, really. It's but should I at the same time? It's like I'm conflicted a bit. It's like, what would you expect from The Rock coming in? Like 10 years later, trying to do matches, you're going to get a bit of the same old, the relying on the feuds, the stories, and the crowds to get him through, which, you know, that's wrestling for you. And that, that, you know, everyone needs a bit of that to a point. But yeah, it was more, as you say, it was more the beginning to middle portions of these matches were very samey. Yeah. But then I do think. The, you know, uh, each finishing stretch, even though the last one's ridiculous, was different each time. So that's yeah. where you know it, it's okay. But yeah, especially early on in the matches, you're right. It is very shady. Yeah. Um. So th- there you go. That's um, John Cena and the Rocks. Like you know the the story arc um, yeah. done with. What What would you summarize it as? Would you say? I, I think for personally myself, I think the early portion of it, it's a it's the last match that lets it all down. For Definitely, me. Andy. It's it's not needed. Like in it, for no. me, you should have just ended it at once in a lifetime. You could have had the freeway where Cena and Rock are still in there the year after, but you're not going against your once in a lifetime. Kept that as a big one-off match. But I'll always have love for that match, though, Andy. Yeah. I will always, because as you say. The build, the year build was unique. The documentary they got behind it, or the packages, they really pushed it as this gigantic match, which it was. It wasn't this one of these phony matches, which they say is gigantic and it's not. This genuinely was a big deal. It's two generations colliding, stuff like that. And the match itself delivered, and once again, sold out stadium, biggest buy rate, merch, the whole lot. What a success. And it's a good match to boot, but then they do tarnish it. By having it the next year, and the, the promos aren't the same because we've seen it before. Yeah. It's not as fresh. It's just if it ended after the first match, it'd be one of the greatest like stories, feuds, whatever you want to call it, of all time. But it just gets let down by that last match. Yeah, and yeah, I know they go on like even in twenty twenty four about maybe doing a one year build for. Rock and Roman, and yeah. you know, talk of like trilogies and what have you. And you know, looking back at this, you know, the, obviously, you know, the story is there between Rock and Roman Reigns. Hopefully, yeah. they use that footage from uh, <laughs> that Raw Powerbomb, yeah, the, the Raw before that Raw Rumble where he gets powerbomb. But having seen this, it's like mm, sometimes you maybe only just need a one off, yeah. I, I'm because I think, as you mentioned um, on your recent like Hollywood Rock thing on Grapple Patreon, like about uh, the Rock and Hogan when they did that again at No Way Out, it was yeah. it was rubbish. 
<laughs> yeah. But it's like Rock and Goldberg, that's a one-off. And that, yeah. be, you know, maybe it's not the greatest example of, like, because it's not regarded as a great match, but it's still a gigantic mega match between two mega stars that only happened once, and I admire that. Like, I, Didn't Rock and Brock only happen once? That that was always rumours of happening again, wasn't it? But it never yeah. come to fruition. That only happened once as well. There's another one. I tell, I tell you what, they couldn't have done about 10 minutes on selling of midsections with Buddy Brock's diverticulitis and yeah. <laughs> the Rock's ribs. Fucking hell. I loved it getting worked on, didn't he, that midsection? <laughs> <laughs> he loved taking that push-up like onto the barricade or the announce table, didn't he? That was his go-to yeah. spot all the time. Uh, so, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> overall, and overall... Um, I'd say, you know what? Overall, I'd say it doesn't deserve to be tarnished with the muckbrush. I think the initial year and the initial match and the initial build makes this not on the muck list for me. That's that's my overall stance. Muck or no muck, I say no muck. I would say... What do you say? No muck, myself. I I think... I think it's the intertwining as well with CM Punk in there. I think exactly. that's a nice little thing. But that last match, the, the rematch, muck. totally muck. <laughs> yeah. And you, as well, that you know, we mentioned about the crowd response and that. that It's still in the era of Mania where they were only three and a half hours. It, this isn't the seven-hour block. No, it's not, is it? It's genuinely not. So, so yeah, it just shows you. So, that, that that's um, the feud over with. But, is it as we go into the end of show quiz? Okay. Now it's not the age game this time. It is the Rock versus John Cena in IMDb ratings oh, of their movies. You've caught me off guard here. So um before we get into the ratings, rem- reminder here: the Rock is worth eight hundred million dollars. And John Cena is worth $80 million. Yeah. He's 10 times. <laughs> 10, 10 times. times. Yeah. You know, some coin that. Ah, uh, the rock for you, big time. So here we go. So all these ratings are out of 10. Okay. So we'll start off with number one, Fast Five. I know uh, this is your starter. 7.3 out of 10. Okay. It's one of the best fast and... Uh, yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. So, number two, this is a John Cena film, is Vacation Friends, higher or lower than 7.3? I mean, it's got to be lower. I'll say it's in the fives. Near enough. I found this fascinating. People have rated this 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking crap film. It's on, Disney. Never it's seen on it. Disney. It's not a good film to watch. It, it, it is a John Cena playing John Cena film. Oh, okay. Where he's definitely trying to hide the bald spot at the back. Yeah. <laughs> so, Vacation Friends, 6.3 out of 10. So, higher or lower than 6.3, it's a rock film. Hercules. Oh, that's lower. That's about 4.5. Another surprise race in here, Matty. Is it? It's lower. It's lower. Yeah. You're correct. You get the point. Um, it's uh, six out of ten. What the hell? At least you get me fifteen quid in the bank, though, and don't I? 
15 quid a go here. So next up, John Cena film. Blockers, higher or lower than six? I'm going to go higher. Correct. 6.2. Yes, 30 quid. It's not a bad film. It's very similar. I've seen to that. Is that where he's playing the gang leader? Yeah, no, Blockers is where I think it's their, I don't know, their kids in their family that try and stop them from having sex or something. Oh, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. I'm getting it mixed up. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I think it's been on Channel 4. It'll be, it'll be on It'll be on the um, 4 OD. Um, next up, a famous one of the rocks here. Higher or lower than 6.2, Baywatch. Oh, it should be lower. Oh, and I'm going to stick with my gut and say lower. You'd be correct. It is 5.5. Okay. It's, it, it, I think the rock even says it's itself. It's possibly one of the worst things he's done. Shite. Number six, maybe John Cena's best work now, Bumblebee. See, I've not seen it, but it's going to be hiding Baywatch or higher. Correct. 6.7 out of 10. I think mm. it deserved higher than that. It's a, it's a proper 8 out of 10 film for me. Best one of the Transformer films. Okay. Next up, another one of The Rock's famous bad films. Black Adam, higher or oh, lower than 6.7? It's got to be lower, because it's fucking shit. <laughs> um, the answer is, it's lower. You're correct again. 6.2 out of 10. I'm surprised it ranks pretty. That's pretty your comic bad. book loyalist, though, somewhere there. And this is your IWC comics there. That's it. They're there for the story, mate. Yeah, they're there, That's mate. Rock's changed it, didn't he? I'm not a comic guy by any means, but didn't Rock rip the whole fucking storybook up just to create did, like yeah, his own? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, number eight now. So higher or lower than 6.2. Fast nine. Ooh, I didn't mind. I don't mind the later ones as much as people don't, but I will, as much as people do, sorry, don't, don't like them, but... Goes again. I'm gonna say lower end. Correct again, Matty. Yeah, um, it's actually worse than Black Adam on IMDb. That's where it's. That's where the game's gone. Yeah, five point two out of ten. Have I got the all these right? I'm not. I'm off the jackpot. Um, here, I think like. you got one wrong. Oh, the, did I? Um, vacation, uh, not vacation. Oh sorry. yeah, I did. Hercules, I think. Uh, Hercules, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, higher or lower than 5.2, possibly the worst of the Fast franchise, not to not called Tokyo Drift, Hobbs and Shaw. You know what, and uh, I should say lower, but I, for some reason, I think it's just a couple couple higher. I think it's about 5.4. Idiots on IMDb here. It's higher. Yeah. There's a six and a half out of ten. Fucking Six some loyalists out there to, to Dwayne. And Andy, and I'm a letterbox guy. I was always IMB, IMDB, but now I'm a letterbox guy, mate. Don't use it anymore. IMDB. Next up, higher or lower than six and a half, the Marine. Oh, should be higher. <laughs> I didn't mind the Marine. <laughs> um, 
It's lower though. It's lower. It is the lowest of all these films. Wow, under four. Four point seven. Wow, I didn't mind it. You know, considering you know T one thousand, didn't he? Right here, Robbie Patrick. So. I always, it's always a plus when, he, when I see him turn up in it. And, and you know what? Given John Cena's robotic nature, he suits the part of a marine. So yeah, yeah, I didn't. I actually, actually, obviously, I haven't watched it for a long time, but I didn't mind it. I'll have to watch it. Better than the Miz ones, anyway. All eighty-two of them. Oh, anything's better than them, mate. And the final one for the speedboat. It is. Higher or lower than four point seven? Well, I spoiled it saying it's yeah. a lower <laughs> one, but higher or lower. Than Fast Nine, so Fast Nine was five point two. The Two Fairy. I reckon there's a lot of youngsters voting on IMDb, and I reckon that's higher. You're saying higher? It is lower than Fast Nine at five out of ten. I get my bus fare home though, and don't I? You get your bullets and your bus fare home, Matty. Okay, I'll, I'll take them. I'll take that. I'll take that. So that's the end of the um, IMDb quiz. Um, so that. out, out that. of that, I think I think we've got to say the both of us averages each other at acting. Yeah, but I will always prefer The Rock yeah. <laughs> in any in any way, shape, or form. In any art form, I'll always prefer Dwayne over John. So th- th- there you go. That's uh, once in a lifetime, twice in a month for Sunday's done with. Matty, where can we follow you? You think can I you should? Put? Yeah, you, you think I should be better at this shilling, but I'm not, am I? Um, yeah, you can follow uh, me and the lads over at uh, over at Grapple at the. Uh, we have spotlight coming out every week. You obviously follow the Patreon.com forward slash Grapple, where we have a whole ton of bonus shows, weekend show. We're currently in the midst of the dealer's choice where we all pick a topic and we've all got to watch it and obviously record about it, regardless of whether we like it or hate it. We've all got to do it. That's the gimmick. And then, yeah, and, you know, I'm on Twitter at Matthew Edwards 86 always up there on the Grapple Discord as well, which is a, uh, which is took off well. There's a good little community going on there. I know you're a part of that yourself. And yeah. It, it's it's a lot of good people there having a good chat about a wide range of things. Obviously wrestling, but there's music, film, scrap. There's a lot going on over there. So if you're not on on that, yeah, come and join us over there as well. But the main place is patreon.com forward slash grapple. I hope I've done JP proud there. <laughs> That's Bantu language for pay your money now. Uh... <laughs> Um, as ever, you can follow me on Twitter at Oggie Part Three and this podcast at GCP Podcast One. Um, go and listen to our live show reviews and um, all the back catalogue of of Shite, that Brit Rest TV show. I think there's about a hundred and hundred and five hundred and six episodes on this feed now. So yeah, quite a back catalogue to go through. And also um, go and listen to my other podcast, which I do with Eddie Sideburns and Kieran Lafort, uh, which is the FWA pod, which which you can follow at um, FWA pod on Twitter. It's called Nothing and Like It. So there you go. That's the plugs done with. Thank you, Matty, for your return. Oh, Andy, I'm always here, mate. Anytime you call you know, on there, and I can't wait for the next one already. I hope everyone enjoyed uh, the debut episode of Muckhand, and yeah, we'll be back soon, won't we, with another episode? We will do. So, um, thanks very much, Matty, 
and see you next time for episode two of Muck. Thank you and Hey